0: Welcome into the Sports
1: Buffoons Podcast. What is up, everybody, here on a Monday night? We're here to talk some NBA. I got JG with us. My name's Tanner. We are missing Mike, but that's all right. He's on his way back from Talladega. In Alabama, so I'm sure he had a blast there. Uh, JG, how's the day?
0: Uh, it's going great. Uh, you know, just ready to talk about a little bit of NBA here. You know, you got Celtics Nets are playing right now, it's uh 90 to 84, Celtics about 10 minutes left in that fourth quarter, and uh, I want to see how this uh dumpster fire that we call the Nets comes to a close this season. So,
1: definitely. uh,
0: Kind of, kind of a brutal if you're a Nets fan out there, it's brutal brutal to
1: watch. But a little bit of a drama fest over there. See what happens. So, before we get into it, guys, here real quick reminder: this Thursday, NFL Draft, we will have our live show. We'll have multiple interviews. Uh, We might even have a former pro football player on uh, towards the end of the draft as well. So, check that out. Keep tuned Uh, and come join the discussion as well. Come chat with us as well. Think you know, get your reactions, your thoughts. We'll have multiple podcasters from multiple teams. Uh, you know, their teams, that's the best part is we want to see their reaction. So come check it out Thursday night for the first round of the NFL draft. Come check out this channel, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch and Facebook will be live. Jason, you got a new shirt there before we hop in too, man. What? What's yeah,
0: that? Sure. I finally got it. Uh, I've been waiting on it. Uh, get my, uh, rock chalk Jayhawk national championship. t-shirt. Check. So I'm rocking the same one that was worn by the players, and I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Go hard, hard work, hardware. I love it. All right, Jason, let's hop into some NBA discussion here. Obviously, the playoffs here—we're going into Game Four as of tonight—and there's a lot of drama on the Nets series here. Not only the Celtics winning here, currently in the fourth or 10 minutes left at 90 to 84, but the Nets by itself is creating the largest drama I have heard about since. Maybe LeBron three years ago or so. So what's up with this? Ben Simmons had a chance to play. He was sore, so he's out. And he's not not being ruled up by the nets by any means. But the guy's dressing up so much color on him, while the rest of the bench is black. He's not. It doesn't seem like he's getting up. The, the teammates aren't interacting with him. Um, and. You got broadcasters like Stephen A. Smith, Jay Will, Jay Will from ESPN. Jay Will doesn't diss anybody. And he was dissing Ben Simmons. This guy will defend anybody. He did not like the way Ben Simmons has approached this off postseason here. Especially when your team is down three oh to the Celtics playing at home. And now you're possibly gonna get swept here. Like what's your thoughts here on this whole drama situation with the Nets?
0: Well, you know, you brought up LeBron James' drama from three years ago. Let's just compare it to LeBron James' drama right now. I mean, that guy's got drama almost every year. I mean, the Lakers are just as big of a dumpster fire, if not a bigger dumpster fire, than the Brooklyn Nets. So there's always drama around the Lakers, especially this year. Uh, as far as Ben Simmons is concerned, you know, the guy, he, I don't, I'm not sure the guy wants to play, okay? And I don't know if he has a legitimate injury. You know, it's always either his back hurts or he's got psychological issues. I'm not convinced that the guy even wants to play basketball because, you know, he did quit on LSU back in the day. And he quit on Philly. And now we don't know what's going to happen with the Nets. But, um, you know, I, I, for one, would like to see the guy play he's an amazing talent he is he made the all-star team three years in a row first team all defense two years in a row and now all of a sudden I I don't know if we're gonna ever see this guy play again and so um very difficult to watch if you're a Nets fan but also just as a a general basketball fan like myself I I want to see the best talent on the court And that's not happening right now. And uh, the Nets organization as a whole, as we know, we just alluded to, is an absolute disaster. And I I think uh, you're you're not going to see Kyrie on the team next year. I don't see how that's going to happen because he is going to opt out of that contract. He's going to opt out. He's going to be wanting $50 million a year. And the only way the Nets are going to pay him that is if it's on a one-year deal. And honestly, I'm not sure any team in the NBA would give him a long-term deal, but... You know, if they if Kyrie wants a long term deal, which he may not, then yeah, maybe he could be around one more year. But if I were uh, the general manager Bobby Marks, I'd blow the whole thing up and start over. Maybe I, you know, you you would always want to keep Kevin Durant, but you know, I don't I don't really care. I don't have to have Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving on that team. So, a lot of people think that the general managers should be fired. Well. I don't really see it. I mean, you gotta blame the players, you gotta you know, I guess you could blame Steve Nash a little bit, but so, yeah, gosh, honestly, even though he's only a first year head coach, you got guys that don't wanna play. I mean, you could fucking throw Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich out there. Those fucking guys could coach this team. I can I, I can tell you that right the fuck now. So no, I, I, you know, it's it's a disaster. I don't know what else to say about it.
1: Yeah, you can't blame management for making the right trades for a team that needed death for a guy that was supposed to come back uh, just after that trade and who delayed for months You know, it's like, oh, we're on the verge. We're going to, oh, wait, never mind. We're we're sore. We're hurt. We're hurt again. Oh, playoff, game four. Nope, never mind. We're not going to do it. So you you can't blame Nash. Again, first year head coach, like, hey, we're going to hire you on. You know what? You're out. GM, same thing. You know, like, oh, your players wouldn't play for you. Well, they won't play. It's not their fault they won't play. They made the right moves. Yeah, you're you're not going to
0: blame Steve Nash, even though he probably will get fired. But I, like I said, I've heard Sad. people out there, they're blaming Bobby Marks, the GM. How much sense does that make? That makes no sense whatsoever. You got a guy in James Harden who said, I'm out of here, dude. And then they got a monster haul for him, right? Yes! So maybe it wasn't just Ben Simmons. They got... Two draft picks. I believe they were both first rounders. They got Andre Drummond and Seth Curry. They got a monster haul. So these idiots out there that want to blame the GM Bobby Parks don't know don't know too much about you know front office basketball.
1: No, it, I mean if Simmons was healthy, your two bench players would actually be playing coming from the death. Joe Harris is out this year because of injury, so you're missing like three key guys. On your Nets team that you need To be able to have a full team And now you're looking at another early early round exit uh, Currently with the Steelers here Or Steelers, well, Celtics It's NFL on my mind It doesn't stop So, But the Celtics here are going to kick them out And the fans are frustrated, we get it, you're frustrated But guess what, that's not how you keep a team That's not that's, You're going to turn it into the Knicks The Knicks is your next move right now And it's not going to be good
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they if they do decide to keep Kyrie Irving on a one year deal. But uh, as far as the rest of that, that's a great roster, especially as you said with Joe Harris coming back next year. That's a great roster, and I I just I think if I was going to move any piece on that team, you know, obviously Ben Simmons, we have an issue with him, but I'm moving Kyrie. I'm moving Kyrie, and it has nothing to do with the vaccination issue because. You no, know, nope. hopefully that hopefully that won't be an issue at all this year. So, but the guy, I mean, he just doesn't want to play regular season basketball games. Doesn't matter if it's the vaccination policy or if he's you know he remember before this year the guy would get injured almost every single year, and so we all know that in the NBA, small guards, those guys are the they're the ones that will have their bodies break down faster any other position you know outside of maybe a big like Anthony Davis we all know he's breaking down but the the small guards like Kyrie Irving I mean the guys are he's been breaking down his whole career probably going to break down next year so that that would be the guy that I would move off of and while we're talking about dumpster fires let's go ahead and bring up the Lakers just for a second because I said that you know mid-season before AD got injured I said Move off with him because I promise mm-hmm. you he will get injured. You might as well get what you can get for him right now. But no, you know Rob Blinka You know say what you want about him. I'm not going to say he's a bad GM, but he's definitely not a, a great one. I mean, you should have moved off AD, and that's what I think the Brooklyn Nets should do. They got to move move off Kyrie before he gets injured.
1: All right, let's play GM real quick. All right, You brought up the Lakers. Got an interesting fact here. Let's play GM. alright you're, you're the franchise or GM of two different franchises, the Lakers and the Nets. The Lakers side. Are you moving on from AD? I
0: mean, at this point, I think you, you have to keep him because, you know, if they would have done like I said and moved off of him before the injury, could have got some value there. I think uh, definitely if he starts out hot, and I think that's the Lakers' best hope. Uh, if he starts out hot, you know, leading up to that trade deadline, I'm, I'm going to see what I can get for that guy because if he starts out hot, you know he's going to get injured again. And I would try to get a haul for him. But okay. we, all know, we all know the Lakers are going to do that. It's not – you know, I don't think Rob Blink is stupid. A lot of people think that, oh, he doesn't know anything about basketball. Well, he was a part of the, the Fab Five of Michigan. So give him a little credit there. He – he does know a little bit about the game of basketball, but do I think he has the balls to move off AD? I mean, I'm not going to give him that. I mean, not everybody can be like JG or uh, Bill Belichick. We'll use him as an example. Popovich. of Popovich. You got to move off of these guys at the right time. And I, I don't necessarily think that Rob Blinka has the balls to do that. But, yeah, definitely. The first chance I get, if I can get value, I'm moving off AD for sure.
1: All right, then on the net side here. Kyrie Irving, we we officially done with him then? Are we not gonna try to re-sign him, or I, see, or try to encourage the, was it the 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 sign the player side of it?
0: See, that's when it becomes interesting because if I'm a general manager running the team and and nobody has any influence, yes, I'm gonna move off Kyrie. But the problem is, is Kyrie and KD. Not only are they trying to play head coach ahead of Steve Nash. I think they're playing a little bit of GM as well. Players, players like Kyrie and KD, they have a lot of power. LeBron has a lot of power, even in the front office. And so, I think Kevin Durant is going to go to Bobby Marks and say, "Yeah, let's let's if if you if you can just give him a one year deal, I want to I want to run it back with Kyrie and and Bobby Marks will probably listen to him. But um, yeah, I mean it, the Ben Simmons thing would be. Uh, I don't know. There's probably no value for Ben Simmons. So it, it, with the Nets, you got You either have to run it back or you have to completely start over. And that that would include either convincing Kevin Durant that, yeah, we're moving off of your boy, Kyrie. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? And if he threatens to leave, then so be it. You might have to start from scratch. But, um, yeah, if they can get a buy-in from Kevin Durant. To actually move off of Kyrie that yeah absolutely I'm doing it alright
1: and before we move on to the next t- set of teams here the next series uh, if Kyrie does leave where does he play next year any idea right now
0: Ooh, that, that's a tough one I think uh, you know it, it, he's probably going to want to go to uh, a playoff contender not necessarily a championship contender but the question becomes who's going to take him I mean, I've heard talks about the Utah Jazz blowing it up and starting over. So, yeah, you know, i to the yep. Kyrie Irving maybe on the Utah Jazz. I mean, if they're willing to to add him to their books, but none of these teams will give him a long term deal. But you know, if he's not on the Nets next year, I mean, gosh, dude, if they get rid of him, he can just say, "Dude, I'm, I'm pulling a, a Mike Shishovsky here. I'm, I'm done."
1: Here's my theory: he, he goes to the Hornets. He goes to the Hornets.
0: Oh no! Oh, Play with Lon MJ, you're MJ's really, like, come okay. on, baby. You're you're only saying that because you know how much of a bad president of basketball operations MJ is. Yeah, like you're, you're, he's the only guy out there that's in charge of front office to <laughs> so be uh, be more likely to make a, a bad decision like that. To bring in a guy like Kyrie, and I. I Love the Hornets dude. I hope you're right. I don't no, I don't think anyone wants to see that.
1: shit. I don't think so either uh, All right, and then we'll come back to it here five minutes left of the fourth Celtics are up 102 to 99 So there's still a chance So, uh, but we'll see what happens. All right halftime series right now of uh, the Raptors 76 ers 54 41 Philadelphia leads three to one in this series What's our thoughts here? What's our take? Is Philadelphia finally going to come back and close this one out? Or do the Raptors have a little momentum going now?
0: Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, you just got to keep your eye on uh, Joel Embiid. You know? So he's mm-hmm. playing with that hand injury, and it is actually on his shooting hand. Um, so far tonight, he is 4 of 8 from the field for 13 points. Uh, Tobias Harris having a pretty good game. Uh, that's a Pretty, pretty decent lead there, um, but you know it is—it's three to one, and you know I think that Philly has to figure out a way to win this game, right? Because they're playing at home, so uh, you got to take care of business here. You got to step on Toronto's throats when they're down. I—I'm not too concerned about that halftime score, but you know, moving forward, uh, I am concerned about that—that that Embiid injury because he is going to have to have surgery but he says i'm going to play through it no matter what uh i personally had the philadelphia 76ers as my favorites you know after we've seen all of these injuries that happened especially to guys like chris middleton and the bucks i thought okay well then you could slide in philadelphia to win the east well now all of a sudden Joel Embiid is injured, and so now I don't know really what to expect in the East, but I think with Philadelphia, my favorite thing about them is the fact that they acquired James Harden and the fact that Tyrese Maxey, who was playing point guard earlier in the year, that's not really his natural position. It's that Now that uh, Harden's in there running the show, uh, Tyrese Maxey looks so much more comfortable now playing off the ball And he's an up-and-coming star, uh, maybe even superstar in this league. So very exciting to watch him. Um, James Harden is is fitting in very nicely. Uh, James Harden, this game, he's only started out two for seven, so he's not having a great game so far. But I I love what I see from the Sixers. But you you put them up against the Bucs, I mean, sure, it's going to be one of those teams that come out of the East. But I've got to wait until these injuries stop happening to, to know who the heck is going to come out of the east and meanwhile uh looking at that halftime score I'm a little concerned about 76ers just coming out of this series I mean I think they will because you also have Fred Van Vliet who is injured he's not even playing in this game um so it you know it could get wild for sure but I, I do trust Philadelphia to win this series and we'll see what happens after that yeah,
1: and a real quick here, Ultimate Gaming just commented, former Chiefs Kingdom on here for you know regular to our show, so just checking in, saying how you guys are doing. What's up, Ultimate Gaming? We're doing great, man. Fabulous time, fabulous week. Uh, Jason, I got to kind of agree with you. I think the thing that hurts the 76ers the most is, one, you have to rely on James Harden in the playoffs when Embiid's not fully healthy, and two, you lost all your depth in the James Harden trade. You don't have anybody the Raptors at least have some people they can count on, on the depth side. So that's going to kill the 76ers. And this is, this is Toronto's chance to stop the throat, to stop the throat, try to get back into the uh, tie the series here so they can take it to game seven. So this is Toronto's only chance with them being not fully healthy.
0: You know, and I, I was with you there, Tanner, when that trade first happened, I was very concerned about the depth on the sixers, but now all of a sudden you look back to bias Harris, didn't really do a whole lot after immediately after that trade.
1: No, but I didn't. They, you
0: know, since they didn't have Seth Curry, they basically had to figure out a way to get Tobias Harris involved. And now he's playing great right now. And so is Tyrese Maxey. And so I just like their starting lineup. Um, I love their starting lineup. And I, I don't really think they need to worry about depth, uh, especially to come out of the East. Now, if they somehow make it to the finals, whoever goes in the finals and has to face golden state, they're going to have possibly all kinds of issues. Um, but yeah, I think that I love that roster. I love Tobias Harris. Like I said, Tyrese Maxey. he's not a household name, but he's a lot better than you guys think. And he's an up and coming star. And, uh, I think they should be fine to get out of this series and we'll just have to have to see if it ends up being them versus the bucks. Um, in the Eastern conference uh, standings or championship or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, that, that'll be an interesting series.
1: It will be, it'll be kind of interesting to see exactly what goes on here. So, uh, but Hey, you know, let's, sorry, let's get a quick update here. Uh, Two fifty left fourth quarter, one Oh nine to one Oh three Celtics. So shall we move on to the next series, Jason? Let's do it. All right. The Bookerless Suns, or Suns Bookerless right now, it is hurting them, costing them games. So I don't, like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, is, are the Suns, Suns that we saw all year long provide such great depth, they were able to win and everything. What, what are we thinking? What are we seeing?
0: Yeah, it, it's tough to put my finger on one particular thing outside of not having Devin Booker on the floor because... As I stated on the podcast last week, I mean, they, they've got the youth and the athleticism to match up with, you know, to certainly New Orleans and basically anybody in the West outside of maybe Golden State. They match up very well. But, I mean, DeAndre Ayton, that last game, played like a man. Like I said, he would have to. Uh, he definitely stepped up. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is another guy I said would have to step up. Not so much. He was 4 of 11. Um, Cam Johnson, 4 of 12. And I, I think it's going to be very difficult for these guys that have limited playoff experience to really find their role on the team. I mean, but you can always step up on defense. You know, even if you're trying to fill that void by not having Devin Booker score all those points, you know, even if you're having a bad shooting night. You can always show up on defense, and I think that's got to be the focus uh, for the rest of this series with New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, uh, I'm not going to be shocked if they figure out a way to uh, win this series. Um, Chris Paul, I mean, he's got to do a lot of heavy lifting now that Devin Booker's out, and I'm not so sure that he can do that at 37 years old or 50 or however old that guy is. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Brandon Ingram... Yeah, that guy's a monster, dude. He had 30 points in the last game. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas had 26 points, and uh, CJ McCollum, you can't really sleep on him. He was he had 18 points in that last game. Didn't really have that great of a game. So now, so what the fuck are you going to do if CJ McCollum shows up in the next game? Even though it will be in Phoenix, I ultimately don't think Phoenix is going to have trouble winning this series. But you know, it, the the big question is how long is Devin Booker gonna be out? Because he's got to come back healthy um, at least to play Golden State. I mean, if they make to. series, if if they end up playing Golden State, I mean, can you imagine what of a joke of a series this would be? It might probably be a sweep. It quite honestly would probably be a sweep because if that's that, and I'm not I'm not trying to tell you how an elite team, how much of an elite team Golden State is. Well, except I am trying to tell you that I'm just trying to tell you. But it's how, true. How how much of a uh, an elite talent Devin Booker is, and the fact that when you don't have him, I mean that that team could go sideways really quick, especially against a team like Golden State.
1: Right, and I mean that's that's just the truth, though. Without Booker, they're nothing. You know, they they are nothing without Booker. That's the difference between being out Chris Paul and being out booker two different talents one guy can carry the team one guy can't that's yeah. how it
0: is you know again looking on the uh that New Orleans Pelicans roster you know the big the big 3 i guess you would call them they're not really a big 3 but just for this argument Jonas Valančiūnas CJ McCollum Brandon Ingram i mean definitely CJ McCollum and Jonas Valančiūnas those guys have a lot of playoff experience The Phoenix Suns, that that young roster, like they have last year in the finals. And there's still a lot of young players. I mean, I'm tempted to roll with the veterans here in this series. But, I mean, that would be a heartbreaker to have to see CP3 get knocked out yet again and not even get a chance to uh, make it to the conference finals, let alone the NBA finals.
1: That'd be a shame. And it's funny, too. You just mentioned Brandon Ingram who was number two in the draft to the number one, Ben Simmons, who is in on the court. So there you go. Somebody's producing in that draft. It's Brandon Ingram.
0: Hey, that's, that's NFL NBA. Somebody out of every single draft will produce. That's the great thing about sports.
1: That's right. All right. So golden state, we kind of talked roughly on golden state. They just got done with the nuggets. Uh, so now they get to sit and wait for whoever they play next. Um, I don't know. Do you think this team is now count, like they're on they're on top? They got they got the momentum going. Steph's healthy. Everybody's clicking. They got the big five essentially rolling uh, on that team. Like, are, do they have anything to really worry about at this moment?
0: Uh, I think the only thing they have to worry about is what a lot of these teams are already worried about, and that's injury. And they are the current odds-on favorite in Vegas to win the championship. But one of the reasons for that is they're the only 100% healthy team. So health plays an important part in this equation here. and Yeah, they are the favorite. You mentioned the big five. I mean, it's kind of whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's to me, it's just kind of a, a big three, but you know, Draymond also, you know, he's been in many all-star games. Andrew Wiggins, yeah, he made one all star game. Well, what do you want to call it? The big four and a half? Yeah. Well, I'll call it the big four and a half because Wiggins probably shouldn't have been in the all star game this year. But um, the guy's healthy. And what we didn't know back in the day about Wiggins is that he can actually play defense and he can play team basketball. And, you know, the Warriors, shoot, man, if they had Ben Simmons right now, they probably could fix him because they've just turned a guy that was in the G League, Jordan Poole. He's on the cusp of becoming an NBA superstar. I wouldn't be shocked if Jordan Poole is the finals MVP, if the Warriors do win the finals, because Steph Curry, I don't know if you guys heard, but he's still coming off the bench. And they are on such a roll right now that there's talk out there that they might just roll with the same starting lineup until the end. Even in the NBA Finals, they might still have Steph Curry come off the bench just because they're on fire right now and they don't want to mess with any of their lineups. It's because if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But the other thing you're going to do by keeping Jordan Poole in that starting lineup is you're going to boost his confidence, not just this year, but moving forward. I mean, the guy is, what, 22, 23 years old? I mean, his, his ceiling. I mean, we watch the guy play. He basically looks like he's modeling himself off of Steph Curry. The only difference is he's more aggressive. He is more likely to just, you know, be a slasher and take it to the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph Curry will do that on occasion and put up his little floaters. But um, could you imagine that if, if if Jordan Poole were to become Steph Curry on steroids? I mean, that that's, that's the new face of the Warriors. Um, and so... Yeah, he's going to have his growing pains. I'm not sure, you know, he'll probably have his ups and downs the rest of the playoffs. But so far, I mean, he had a rough game that last outing, 3 of 10 for 11 points. But before that, I think he was averaging like 26, 28 points a game, something like he that. He was.
1: He was pretty high. Well, in the, yeah. Around that 30 mark.
0: Curve. So, and then you've got, you've got depth. The other thing we talked about, they got plenty of depth on that team. You've got Kevon Looney. You know, they can body up with the bigs. You got Otto Porter who can shoot threes and give you some quality minutes. Gary Payton the second. Uh, the, this team is loaded when you compare them to teams like Bucks and the Suns, who you've got key guys that are injured right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing how healthy this Warriors team is at this point in the season and with You know, this much rest to go now, too. So, who knows if the Suns Pelicans even go seven? I didn't even mention
0: Clay Thompson. Did I mention Clay Thompson? No,
1: you didn't even mention Clay Thompson. It's
0: like uh, seven out of 11 from three, 32 points in that last game. So, it's like
1: it's amazing.
0: You have the original Splash Brothers. Now you've got a third Splash Brother. And now you want to call them the big four and a half. Whatever whatever it is, dude, if they stay healthy, you might as well give them the trophy right now because I don't think the Bucks. I do think the Bucks could match up well with them because they're a good defensive team, but you we have no idea what you are going to get out of Chris Middleton. The guy's probably if he he's comes out back, for two weeks, yeah, I think he'll he'll be able to step back in offensively, but defensively, like he's one of their best defenders. That if you can't count on him, you know, if he doesn't have the same lateral movement when he comes back from that knee injury, I mean, it, the guy's got to be able to play defense, or it's going to be a wrap. Like I said, the, the Warriors are going to torch either one of those teams—the Bucks, or the Suns, or the Sixers. You know, honestly, the Sixers—you know—if if Joel Embiid is actually healthy enough to play, you know, at ninety percent, the Sixers probably have the best chance. But then again, you got another guy like James Harden, who's a liability on defense. Although, you know, it's kind of a wash with him and Steph Curry. Neither it's Kind of a liability and purpose.
1: But, in real no, life right Honestly,
0: now. the Sixers might be the best best matchup at this point.
1: All right. Well, let's lead into that here. Uh, Jason asked the net Celtics wind up with seven seconds left. Celtics are up 113-109, seven seconds left. So we'll see what happens there. But you talked about the Bucks a little bit here. The Bucks are leading 3-1 to the Bulls, to the uh, De, uh, DeRozan and the Levine Bulls, who just hasn't got anything really going against these guys so i mean what are we looking here for the bucks are they going to be able to close the series now uh on two or is it wednesday sorry wednesday at home
0: yeah i would say out of all the series that we've talked about so far this is the one that you can basically take to the bank i mean they're up 3-1 they didn't even have chris middleton in that last game they just fucking torched chicago um and it, you know it's yeah Drew Holiday. I mean, he's going to have to do a lot going forward. But this series is over. I have no concerns about this series. Um, you know, they they put in uh, Bobby Portis into the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, he's going to get you a lot of rebounds. Uh, he's obviously not as good as having Middleton in there to score all those points. But uh, yeah, obviously got some issues with their uh, their depth. Um, you know, Wes Matthews gave him like 26 minutes, but he didn't really do shit offensively. Um, Brooke Lopez didn't really do much in that game, but it, it'll be interesting to see how they operate, uh, without Chris Middleton. I do not think it's going to be easy no matter who they play in that next round.
1: But this is a team, too, that had a lot of death guys last year in the championship run step up when uh, Giannis got hurt as well last year. So if you think about it, these guys are kind of built for that. They're already prepared for it in their mindset. Bobby Portis was the guy that stepped up for Giannis uh, last year. So stepping in for Middleton, sure, he's not going to be able to score the points, but he's be able to play that defense and contain guys. So that's going to be a huge key for Portis in this Bucks run to try to you know back-to-back the championship here.
0: Yeah, so I think, uh, wouldn't the, I believe the Bucks would go on to play Miami. Is that right,
1: Tanner? Miami's
0: the, the one seed. I think the Bucks are the four, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I thought Bucks would, hold on, I can tell
0: you. You can, on. At, you can look it up real quick, but um, if they're playing Miami, I mean, honestly. They're, they're the
1: three seed, three seed.
0: They're the three, so they've got to match up with Philly next.
1: Yeah, so they match up with Philly. So Miami. Well, there, there you have
0: it right there. I mean,
1: we. we no, all Mi- agree. Mi- Miami would actually play uh, most likely Philly if Philly wins that series, okay. and then and then Boston would then play the Bucks.
0: Oh, so Boston versus the Bucks. Correct. So either way, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm going to give the Celtics credit, even though the Nets have imploded. I'm going to give the Celtics credit, and they are an elite. Defensive team, and uh, it will be very interesting to watch Milwaukee go up against that Celtics team. I do think that that Milwaukee would win the series, but it's going to be a bloodbath. If you don't have Chris Middleton, dude, I mean, you're basically even with any of those teams, whether it's the Sixers, even Miami. I mean, I I think Miami could at least make it a seven-game series against the Bucks if they that was ultimately the the Eastern Conference
1: Championship. That's right. And we got the final here, Boston 116, Nets 112, that Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Bench, Simmons, are all gone from the playoffs here. So we'll see what unfolds on that drama as well. Well, Jason, anything else you want to talk about NBA-wise before we jet out here?
0: I, I would just say that I am completely dumbfounded by the fact that we had, that if you would have bet, if you're in a bet preseason, that the odds on favorites were the Lakers versus the Nets in the NBA Finals, and they both turn into a disaster. I'm just, I'm totally dumbfounded by it. I thought that the Nets would at least put up a fight. Uh, I didn't think that Ben Simmons would chicken out and try to fake another injury <laughs> leading into game four, or at least get us a game. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, what a, what a disaster. I mean, what, that's, the, that's, that's like some, uh, that's some Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys shit right there.
1: It's some rough stuff, and we'll have to talk about it a week from Wednesday. Uh, you know, really bring that up, too, on our post draft reactions and everything going on. So we'll make sure that we'll touch base on this
0: and drama we promise, situation. We promise not to talk about the Lakers ever again until next year. We might talk about LeBron. But hopefully we won't have to talk about the Lakers ever again.
1: (laughs) We'll see. So, uh, guys, just a reminder, this Thursday, NFL Draft, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch and Twitter, the buffoons will be here. We'll have different podcast guests uh, that represent their own teams, which is going to be really cool. Uh, you know, even possible a pro, a pro football player, former pro football player will be joining us for one of those picks as well. Uh, and then we're just going to have a fun time here, and we'll we'll be doing some cool things during the draft. So we're going to give our reactions, our takes as well. Uh, but so make sure you guys don't miss it this Thursday on um, the buffoons here. So other than that, JG, thanks for joining me here. On a kind of short notice, but, you know, got some NBA talking.
0: All right. We're out, guys. Go Chiefs.
1: (laughs) Go Chiefs, guys. All right, everybody, have a great night. We'll see you Thursday.